Hello, hello, and welcome to my tennis journey. Um, as you're listening, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please do give us a subscribe or a follow if you get a moment. But today is going to be a bit of a school special, and I'm very much looking forward to learning. One of the things that I'm really, really passionate about is giving children the chance to take up our brilliant sport as part of their school offering. And our guest has incredible knowledge in this field. But beyond that, during lockdown, he's shown an amazing desire to keep kids fit and healthy and introduce our brilliant game to them via online videos. Not just where he lives in Milton Keynes, but by bringing together coaches to collaborate across the UK to deliver free videos to a whopping 1,500 schools under the banner of Tennis Unlocked. It's a programme which has gained amazing momentum, brilliant media coverage. Welcome to the show, Mr John Cavill. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what an introduction. It's all true, though, <laughs> It's all true. I mean, it has just been phenomenal, hasn't it? The momentum that's, that's gathered by your good self putting videos into local schools. Yeah, it's been, it's been bonkers, really, to be honest. I mean, uh, coming up with the idea originally, um, you know, and, and that's where, you know, obviously started from Milton Keynes and, and a concept to then sharing it to then where we've got to now. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. <laughs> we're good, and we're going to come on to it, and I can't, yeah, we'll come to um, it. you know, and and I think I think just to to bring it to life, I, you know, I'm I'm recording this near Derbyshire. I know that a school near us is featuring John. It's wow. featuring your videos, you know, and isn't that an amazing thing to have achieved? You know, as you you're sitting down to ponder the day to think, well, I've 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 helped kids around the country stay fit and healthy. Well, that's what it's about. I mean, the thing is. It's not about me. It's about all the other people that go out and do this kind of stuff. Um, and I think that if you inspire kids, especially at these times, then, you know, the good thing about the position we'll be in when we come out of lockdown is there'll be loads and loads of kids who have loved tennis and they'll, they'll want to play. So, you know, I'm just it's, it's kind of like the build up to Christmas. I'm waiting for the, the doors to unlock and then we'll come charging down the street, you know, down the path, you know, wanting to play. So, yeah, it's a bit... What, what are you gonna, I know you've had a play with uh, uh, frying pans, John. What are you going to do when the, the children turn up at your tennis club with the frying pans? Yeah, the well, this frying is it. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Wait, <laughs> I can't wait to come on and talk about it, but it is my tennis journey. We must start at the beginning. How, how did your tennis journey begin, John? Well, I was late to tennis. I only started playing when I was 14. Um, and, and that was purely, I was, I was played a lot of football up until then, played in teams because I grew up in Aylesbury. And, uh, and then I got into football. I was down at the park, uh, Bedgrove Park. And uh, my first coach was a guy called Clive Carrigan, which I'm sure many people have heard of. Um, and from there, I mean, it was Clive really who kind of set me, who inspired me into tennis um, and got me going. And so obviously played in the parks and so on. And then we moved to Ellsbury Tennis Club. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. And, I, and, and it wasn't just the tennis, because I was getting better and better, you know, um, but it was also just mixing with adults as well and, and the, the friends I had with it and just the hang. I used to get up and I'd be down the tennis club before nine o'clock in the morning. I'd maybe do some helping out and things like that 
with the kid, with the young kids. But I'd be there all day, and literally, you know, it was it was great. So that's so how you, it all kind of started. Yeah, bitten by the bug, and and was you know, so from that age of fourteen to sixteen, did you come on in leaps and bounds? Did you play a lot? Yeah, I played loads. I played absolutely loads. Played every day, pretty much. And I just, and it was, it was, it was just, yeah, something I did. Um, it also helped my school. And really, I think there was a definite change around that time in coming up to GCSEs that from my tennis, I was playing more tennis, but I was doing better at school. And I, and <clears throat> it's hard to think about it at that time, but I can looking back, I can see that there was definitely a correlation with the the kind of effort and the hard work and things like that and how that was then transferring to my to to my academic work as well which was great isn't, isn't that an amazing message for parents listening for their mm. children that, that the tennis can have a really positive impact on the academic attainment oh unbelievable tennis is tennis is a, a tool tennis is a wonderful game there's not many sports oh well come up with a few sports but not many sports you can start like three four years old and play it till you're 80 90 you know it's a one it's a lifetime sport and even if you can't play the game you can still organize stuff refereeing you know there's there's so many roles within tennis um but the thing about tennis is the values i mean some of the kids i've taught over the years and and the people that i've mixed my mixed with uh they've gone on to done wonderful things not just in tennis but in other things in life so you know, university and so on. And just kids who came, you know, when they were like five or six, bit shy, blowing, you know, you can't shut them up now. They're just so strong and they're just, they're, they're going to smash it in life. So, you know, that to me, that, that, that's, the, that's the true success of the, of the sport if you're a coach and you can enable people to do that. Amazing. And you're bitten by the bug. You were really bitten by the bug. Did you, was there always a plan to become a coach or how did that come about? Well, I started coaching at 16. Um, I helped out a little bit before that, but at 16, I qualified under the USPTR back then um, with Adrian Rattenbury and... Um, and Go on, Adrian! Yeah, that's it. So, and, and so I, I obviously started coaching then. I remember my first session, um, Clive got... <laughs> And I had must have been at least a dozen four five year olds, and I was dying. I was, I, it was, it was, it was a nightmare. They, they were all over the place, and this was my first one on my own. And so, and I remember Clive coming in and and kind of uh, you know setting the, setting the tone for the kids and so on and so. But it's quite good because you you learn through these kind of experiences and so on. So not to be put off, but. As you get on to, as you get better, you learn how to manage and so on. But yeah, that first one was, was yeah, that was tough work. But hey, it's, uh, you know, part of the journey, hey? In at the deep end, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I played lots of tournaments as well. So I used to play all summer, like LTA, the Volkswagen ratings and things like that. Um, I was a bit of a bandit as well because I was also, because my rating was quite low because I'd started late. Um, I had quite a bit of success trying to get through, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't make any county tennis, but I was quite, you know, I enjoyed the club tennis and um, and coaching really took over, like I said, when I was 16 and I wanted to do that. I took it away to university. I went to Lincoln. And so I basically, I mean, the great thing is I was earning £12 an hour coaching tennis where my friends are earning £3.50 stacking shelves in Tesco. So Money-wise, I, mean, I, was, I, was I was washing pots in a pub. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it just, it was brilliant. And I met so many people up there in Lincoln Eastgate Tennis Club and 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 the County Association there. Um, Andy McFeeters as well, who was, who, was, who was up there as well. And it was brilliant. It was really good. So um, coming out of university after doing sports science, um, I then went to went back home and then I ended up doing a, a little bit of time at David Lloyd in Milton Keynes yeah. and then decided that actually my passion was wanting to get more and more people into tennis, the schools, the, the whole kind of community thing. So that's in back in 2000, I set up Tennis Works and, and that's gone from there. Come on. And I know that one of the things that you guys do is you, you collaborate quite closely with, with other clubs in the Milton Keynes area and I think that's just so wonderful that the the aim is about getting people playing tennis it's not about protecting this client or this pupil it's about getting more and more people playing the game and if there's a club that's better suited for that individual after they've tried the sport go to that club yeah no definitely we've got a wonderful thing in Milton Keynes actually and it's been a couple of years maybe two three years um, we came together and pulled some of our better kids in the clubs together to, to form like a, a regional training or an area training, which kind of sits just below the county. Um, we've got quite a few county and, and some national players coming out of our club. But I think to raise a standard as an area, that's how we felt we did it. So different coaches at different venues would take different squads and we'd come together, we'd sort them all out and we put them in the groups and and go from there and it's gone really well and so what that's done is made us a lot tighter as coaches there wasn't that kind of before we knew each other but not not to collaborate but from that I think the relationships got tighter everyone shares more um, and like I said if I get a, if someone came to me and said look can you come and play tennis at you know I'm, I live in Olney and I want to start playing tennis well actually go to Olney Tennis Club don't don't come to Stony Stratford 40 minutes or so. It seems bonkers. So, yeah. you know, and I think everyone has that kind of, we all have that relationship. So which, which is, you know, it's rare in tennis, to be honest, it's rare in this country, but let's get more people doing this. I mean, yeah. there's no reason not to, there's enough people in the in country that want to play tennis or that could play tennis that there's enough to go around. I'm such a big fan of it. It's um, within the kind of world of digital and software and things like that. They call it open source where, you know, you, you work together, you make things available. It's not just about keeping it to yourself and all that. And it's such a lovely way. And it's something I, I really hope I can, I can uh, establish more around here. You know, it, it's, there's some great coaches around where I live. Let's work together. Let's work together. Yeah. So tennis works, John, you, you know, you're based at Stony Stratford tennis club in Milton Keynes. Tell, tell us about, Tennis Works and, and the programme that you're running? Yeah, like I said, it's been going now over 20 years. Um, we were in community, we were in schools and, and, and um, leisure centre courts and things like that. And now we've been nine years at Stony Stratford, which has been awesome. Um, in that period, um, we've had uh, two indoor courts put up. So during the winter, we got now, well, it's been four years now with the dome, um, makes a massive difference. So we've got a cup, which is great. Um, they've converted upstairs into a pro shop office for us. We've got a, a studio, which you probably see the, the videos for the, which I do the Facebook live right. and stuff. But so we've got a studio. So we've really, where we came in at a point where the numbers were relatively low in the program, it's now absolutely booming. I mean, we've got 300 people a week coming through the program. Um, we've wow. obviously got there, but it's also about the tightness with the committee. Um, the committee have been very supportive. They knew that the what we could deliver 
would be, um, you know, obviously essential for growing the club. There's not just myself, there's also Melvin Jones, who's my business partner, and he came on board back in 2010. Um, so between the two of us, it enables, I'm kind of do the front man stuff, looking after the programs, the ideas and go a bit crazy and all that. And he reigns me back in and, and kind of manages all the, all the, all the mess I create at the front. <laughs> really interesting. I was chatting to uh, Charlie Pick, who's up at Chesterfield. And uh, Charlie was saying the same thing that to, to work together with, with those guys, you know, Johnny, who's, who works with Charlie, he's more in the background, getting stuff done, heading the laptop, all these kind of things. It, it needs that collaboration. It mm. helps, doesn't it? Because you don't have to do oh, everything yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, there's a huge, huge, I mean, coaches know this. It's not just about going on court. For every hour you spend on court, you can be spending another two off court. And it's just, it's a huge, it's running a whole business. You have to be the marketing, the accounting, you know, public relations. It's just so many roles involved. And that's what coaches aren't geared up to do everything. You know, we, we, we've got an understanding, but you're not going to be a, a specialist in all these. So this is where it's very difficult for, you know, sole, you know, you know people on their own. Um, to be able to do this so actually collaboration and maybe having things like that to even administrative support and things like that it will work I mean we're talking about having like open days around Milton Keynes uh, eventually but all of us in all the coaches put it all into one big flyer so that it's the Milton Keynes open day so you, you know which days different clubs are doing them um, it just means it's uh, economies of scale really um, and we can all have a bigger push of it love it I absolutely love it. It's such a great uh, just outlook on, on just working together. And, and it brings us nicely on to, to school sport. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it, it genuinely, when I left the, the corporate world behind and, and what I want to do is create a bit of a hotbed of tennis around where I'm living. And I know that schools are so important to it. Um, and I'm really excited. I can't wait to get going. But I want to learn, you know, and I know there's coaches out there that want to learn about this. You know, on a macro level, John, why do you think it's so important for tennis coaches to focus on delivering tennis in school? It's kids. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to think about what you need to, to, to develop over time and how you're going to get the game, grow the game. At the end of the day, if the game doesn't grow, then it dies. And it's like anything. So, the fuel for the for the game is obviously the kids, but not the, only the kids. They bring the families and the parents and so on. So, you know, it's very hard to target certain businesses and going and say like, you know, we've got Santander, we've got all these big companies around here which we go to. But actually, if you infuse all the kids and then you bring the parents in off the back of it, you're just creating a, a, a wonderful environment that's just going to thrive. And then they want to maybe do a little bit more. They might help with this tournament or they might do so. If you start with the schools, because A, you know, we want to get kids, if you get kids in young enough, you know, in their, you know, year foundation, one, two, three, whatever, then you can start to form those habits, those relationships and all that kind of stuff that then gives them the basis, not just for tennis, but for loads of other sports. As we know, tennis is a great founding big coordination movement, all that kind of stuff. But if you get it right, then, then, you know, it's just, it will explode. So, and there's thousands and thousands. I mean, we've got 90 primary schools around Milton Keynes. So there's just so many kids for us um, that if I can go and spend half an hour with the classes all over the country, it just, you know, hopefully 
Well, we, it happens. They, they want to yeah. come and play as long as they connect with you. Brilliant. I love it. And the, the thing, I was when we lived up in Manchester and I, I, um, I was doing some voluntary work for my local club and I said, oh, I'll go and do a talk in the local primary school. And I went into the primary school and I said, how many of you kids, how many out there have, have given football a go? You know, they all put their hands up. They all put their hands up. And then I say, how many of you, you kids have, have picked up a tennis racket and hardly anyone put their hand up? And, and this is, you know, this is the challenge and the opportunity. The challenge for us is that kids aren't naturally, unless they've got a teacher who's really passionate or yeah. a club, going to pick up a tennis racket. But our sport is brilliant. So if we can go in there and say, come on, give it a go, give tennis yeah. a go, we know that they're going to enjoy it and they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. And that's it. Like in 2012, I had some funding through or just before that, I think, through the school sports partnership. And I was going 10 hours a week into schools. And it was amazing. It was like rocket fuel in, for the program. You could just literally uh, we'd start the day. Uh, and this is going to be something I'm going to launch again on my ideas of sharing ideas. Um, tennis assemblies. Uh, we used to have 400 kids wrapped around a school hall. Uh, my brother's a DJ, so he used to set up the rig with the music. Uh, take another coach, we set up a mini court, and we'd just play a bit of tennis. Uh, we'd have Mexican waves going around. We'd have, you know, we'd play some. We'd play. We'd explain what mini tennis was, but we'd be playing trick shots and laying on the floor. And I'd grab the head teacher out to play a point against them, and um, <laughs> you know, it was just high fives to the front row and things. It was just it's bonkers. So we'd literally roll the kids up in the first ten minutes of the day. And then the rest of the day, we spend like half hour slots teaching groups, you know, yeah. classes throughout the day. And then everyone goes away with the vouchers and the free trials and coming down. And, and so we were doing that literally 10 hours, well, 10 hours a week, every week for a whole year. And it was just amazing. And our numbers just went like this. And so the problem with getting into schools is there's, there's a couple. One is obviously trying to get the connections in, but like I've been saying about school sports partnerships, uh, schools games organizer, get those people on board um, and they will open the doors to start with. Obviously making connections with the parents, with the kids you already teach, going to the schools that they, they, they're involved with. So they're, they're a great source to go to. Um, and secondly, it's them making sure that, um, that you obviously try and get if you can go in the day you can do it for free obviously as a promotion to try and then get them to the club but funding is very very difficult for daytime activity so with the LTA youth schools program coming which um, I'm sure you're aware of and, and and lots of coaches should be looking at this very seriously um, there's 10 hours of coaching time if the teachers in the schools do a, uh, an online course um, and then they get a voucher for £250, which is worth 10 hours of coaching time. So this is this is awesome opportunity to get some funding to go in, to go into those schools and ignite your programmes. Uh, I, I, I think we're going to have a problem because we're going to have too many people wanting to do it. Um, so it's going to be have to, we're going to have to manage demand. But uh, what a problem. So what a problem. And, and so if there's one top tip from yourself with your knowledge of, of schools and tennis to make the most of this LTA programme, John, what is that top tip? 
top tip is really is to make sure that your school, your, you, you get in touch with your school's games organizer, school sports partnership. Okay. And if you don't have one in your area, because some don't, um, make connections directly with the schools, the head teachers, the head of PE. So that's got to be top of the list. Got to make those connections. There is resource and information that the um, participation managers are, are, are delivering. Um, they're sending to the games organisers and so on. But if you haven't heard anything of that, go to your go to your local LTA, go to your local participation manager, and then ask them for the information because they've got everything there set out that you can go to the schools and say this is the offer and this is how you register. So that's the first thing: get the schools on board with the idea. Because it's a no-brainer. You get 10 hours free coaching. They can get equipment, but we obviously try and keep that bit quiet because I think that sometimes equipment will just sit in a cupboard and never get used. So and some, and some may yeah. already have that equipment, John, yeah. from previous programmes because that's been an offer before. Whereas, So for those schools who've got that equipment, this £250 can put that equipment to good use. Oh, indeed. And then once that's done, teachers all trained up, you've got your, your provision, it's just scheduled them in and get them going. But always make sure that there's going to be an offer to get back to the um, get back to the club. So and it'll be interesting because some coaches will do things differently. So and this is part of the discussions um, I've got within our private um, within our private group. Um, which I've, I've set up for the coaches who are discussing this kind of school stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it all opens up, but definitely get in touch with the schools and get make sure they're aware of registering with youth schools. And if you are a coach listening to this, and I know we've got lots of coaches listening, do search for Tennis Unlocked on Facebook. Tennis Unlocked, because that's the a little community where John and, and lots of other coaches are sharing incredible information about how to really make the most of school um, programmes. And I'll make sure I put the link in all the, the, the material around the podcast episode. Yeah. Um, I, have to give, I have to give credit to uh, the Tennis Coaches Support Network as well with John T. Solomon. I think that they did an amazing job in terms of, I did a webinar to when I came up with the concept of going into the schools, creating these videos, which have been going out to them during lockdown. Um, Cause that's what, that's what this all started with was sending out videos into the schools um, every week and then doing a Facebook live session on a Saturday, I got to do the presentation with um, to 30 coaches. And then after that, it's all just, like I said, it's just escalated from there. And I think how we've talked about collaborating with, with coaches um, in the area, what John T has done so brilliantly with the coach support network is he's enabled that on a national basis, an international basis. And mm. it's been so refreshing for me, you know, during a period where there's no tennis to, to keep positive by being in touch with other coaches, sharing ideas and fantastic work from John T and, and all, all, you know, I know how much work, I'm sure it must be so much work for John T, but people are there to share ideas. It, it's such a great resource. Mm. And I would say anyone who has not heard of it, um, look up the Facebook page or Facebook group, sorry, uh, Tennis Coaches Support Network and, and, and sign up and get involved because it is about sharing. There's, you know, there's some, it's very, very open. It's very friendly. You, you can always ask questions and, and there's lots of good people on there to give you support and help. So, yeah, definitely. That's, it's, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. I'll, I'll put that link in the, all the information. Yeah, that'd well. be wonderful. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, John, I mean, during lockdown, you started sending in weekly videos to primary yeah. schools in Milton Keynes. Tell us how that came about and, and how, it, yeah. how it grew. 
Yeah, um, as I've mentioned at the very start, my four-year-old um, daughter, um, it was the first time that she started doing um, online learning because last year, to be honest, in the summer, she was still um, three. And so she hadn't, she, she didn't, she just came out of nursery and that was that. Um, and then in November, the schools were still running. So this was the first time I experienced it with the younger one. And so I watched a couple of weeks of the PE lesson and thought, they need to do some tennis. <laughs> uh, he does some great sessions, but it's Joe Wicks. It's all very similar fitness-based stuff. So, so they need some tennis. This is great. So I offered to do a session for them. And I thought, hang on a minute. If I do it for one school, why don't I do it for more? So I spoke to my school games organizer, Nina Sweetland, at Milton Keynes Sports Partnership, and said, you know, can I do something? Can we do... I was thinking live demos for the schools. And she actually said, that'd be wonderful. But... What would be better is if you did a video, um, because then people can do it at their own time. Schools, different schools work differently in what they put out. So, okay, great. So that was it. I went and did a 30-minute video. Um, I call it, I also wanted to make it sure it's really engaging. So uh, I created the, it's, a, it's the Future Tennis Stars, and we have missions. So each week is a different mission. Uh, within the missions, we have exercises. It's very simple. It's, without a ball, with a ball, with a racket and ball. And when I say with a racket and ball, it could be a frying pan, it could be a book, could be a balloon, could be socks scrunched up into anything around the house. So it made tennis accessible, open. And as we all know, we can do these exercises in a small area. So it was a perfect thing to give variety. And it ticked a few boxes. One, it gave PE teachers some great quality content because I think some were struggling. Secondly, puts me on a pedestal, like, because I want them to come to me afterwards. So if it was someone else, like Joe Wicks, if they're watching that, they're not going to go to him after, but they're hopefully going to come to me. Um, and then it also meant that, you know, after this, the relationship's ready for you. School's already been open. Demand for tennis should be high. Um, I mean, it's gone out to 90 primary schools, which is a reach of about 18,000 children. So it's like when could you ever do that at any other time in my life get to eighteen thousand kids this is something i talked about uh with ian from essential tennis was the beauty of online coaching is that you know in a lifetime i might reach a couple of thousand pupils and mm. hopefully have a positive impact and, and, and <clears throat> a more in-depth impact because of that ongoing Eighteen thousand children have got access into john's content that he's putting out during lockdown what a phenomenal reach what what an impact of that objective of getting kids fit and healthy yeah i, I mean it, it's just it's an opportunity that has to be pounced on so i'm on about mission my mission four now mission five's already been done but will come out next week so we've only got a couple more weeks and this is why the whole idea i could have sat back and gone this is great this works for me but it was actually through the support network that i thought with speaking with John, he said, look, I've got this great idea. I should tell people. And he said, right, let's do a webinar. So we did a webinar. Um, and this is it. It's like, it's a great idea. I'm not going to benefit from kids in Derbyshire or whatever, you know, financially or anything. Like that, but I'm going to benefit knowing that I've maybe done something to help someone else get into tennis. So by sharing the idea, all the coaches have, who have taken it on have had some wonderful success. We're actually nearly up to about, we're up to nearly 2000 schools now. So since the thing, and it's, 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 this is literally within three weeks, I think 
Um, and even like yesterday, someone, um, Andy in, in South Bucks said to me, he's, I said, I called him up and said, look, you need to do this. And oh, okay, oh, I've seen something about it. And so, so I said, you need to get on it. And so he then got in touch and he messaged me yesterday. She sent it out to everyone in South Bucks. And I was like, well done. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's done, a, I'm sure he's been doing backflips across his front room, but it's just, it's such an easy concept and, and the demand's there. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, you know, we'd have, I'm making maybe a bit of an impact, but the impact is obviously by the guys actually doing it. And this is what it's about for me is this is now the power of collaboration, the power mm. of coaches collaborating together, the power of what Johnty's got together with the coach support network in the Facebook group is that the 90 schools, which you could have just sat down and gone, whoa, that's amazing. And it is through the work of all those other amazing coaches around our country is mm. now getting videos sent in to two thousand schools it's mm. just incredible i know it is just crazy and i and i literally got on the phone telling people about it because you know some like i said people see stuff but i had to make sure that as many people and i'm running out of time now because they go back to school soon so um, i knew yeah. it was only going to be a short-term thing to really get that push but hopefully I've, I've maxed it out and obviously with the media stuff as well um it's been great i think, I think you have because it, it, i think when you've got a great story the story just needs to be told and you've had widespread local media coverage you've had national coverage it was it was great to see you john on bbc breakfast <laughs> and I, you, you know amplifying a, a great story is so important in order to reach more people isn't it how, how did you make that coverage happen um, initially, it was press release. I've made a local press release and some and a BBC um, reporter had already got in touch with me before, around November time on the last lockdown about popping to the club to, to do a story on. He'd heard about us in the area and so on and, and about doing a story. So uh, I had his contact anyway. So I did approach him. But when we put the press release out, we got all the local media. So you just Googled all the different, you know, news desks, you know, local uh, newspapers, Anglia TV, uh, BBC, obviously, and so on and so on. And we just put that out. And all of a sudden, ITV came back to me. And I, I got a two and a half minute slot on Anglia News, which was awesome. And uh, they, it, yeah, they were all very good pieces, but that one was brilliant. And, and, you know, and it's just kind of now I managed to pull it all together and get that going. That then obviously the the national TV picked up with. Um, I mean, I've been knocking on a lot of people's doors, and and I really, you know, if I'm looking for like someone who, you know, someone maybe a famous tennis player or someone of a higher to really kind of get behind this as well. So if there's someone watching there who really wants that conversation, that helping out, I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great for a, a Jamie Murray or someone like that to get on board because this is this is the, this is the fuel for, for tennis in the future. So, but I'm looking for that to then take that to another level because I think this will be going on until they go back to school. Then I think the video stuff will die off a bit, um, but I've got hundreds of more ideas and ways and things I want to share with other coaches um, that I think could make an even bigger impact. So, you know, we'll, we'll have, yeah. maybe we should like put a little clip of this video on for Jamie and for, and for, for Jamie Murray or Judy Murray because I know you know Judy Murray did the set for sport program a few years ago which yeah. was 
around balloon tennis. It was around using household objects to get your child playing because that's what Andy and Jamie did. And, yeah. oh, I mean, come on, from, from Milton Keynes schools of 90 schools to getting tennis lessons put into 2000 schools, it's such a positive story that I really hope, you know, Judy and Jamie might have a, a, have a listen along with everyone else and just see the fantastic work. And if, if there's tennis coaches out there, don't be afraid to, to knock on doors to try and get the publicity for our amazing sport yeah. and, and you weren't afraid to knock on the doors were you John? No and I also gave all the coaches or enabled them to have templates copies of like the, the resources because so half of it is putting it together you know it's not an easy thing to do but if I've done the work once I want you to just take it and go go with it and it's interesting because we've got like Tom Scott down in um, Henley and stuff who's like been on BBC he's been on his Berkshire radio he's got stuff in the papers and and other people have done the same thing. So it's just, it does, people want a fun story because they're sat, sick of all this doom and gloom. And obviously now there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's, these are the stories which inspire people. So they really, really want them. The power of collaboration, John. Just brilliant. Come on, come on. <laughs> so, you know, um, we are hopefully returning to play on the, the 29th of March. We've, we've talked about the LTA schools program, which has come in. Um, but Tennis Unlocked, um, it's kind of become its own own movement. You know, what's your your hopes and dreams for, for Tennis Unlocked moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it, what I want are people who, who to be involved are people that do the work, you know. So it's not something to just sit on. It's, it's people who do actions and actually do stuff because that's what it's about. And I'm very happy to help people share ideas uh, bring in people with other good ideas to help because if we can go on a level playing field there's no there's no structure in terms of hierarchy or anything it's just everyone come in you discussed about the best ways or the ways you did it or I did it or so on. and that collaboration is what you're talking about we will find great ways to work together to be able to make tennis more available and that's the kind of spin on unlocked, opening up the doors and making it available and open to everyone. And if we do a really good job of that as a team, as a team of coaches, doesn't matter whether you've just come into the game or you spent the last 40 years on the court. If we can work together, then, you know, it's powerful stuff. It's, it's so powerful. Really, really is. And we've seen how that can how that can happen, haven't we? How something can explode when people work together. Oh, um, yeah, here's to, here's to the next chapter with Tennis Unlocked. And I think it's such a great name because um, tennis, we know, is a great sport, but it does need unlocking for people. And, and as mm. we've talked about, perhaps the key for unlocking tennis to people is the schools. Yeah, the schools and the coaches. Without the coaches, you can't get in the schools. And then obviously you need those two. There's, there's the formula. Coaches in schools and then things happen. And then after that, it's how you then move them onto the, your club or your park or wherever. But, you know, if without, without the coaches doing it, it doesn't happen, you know, because uh, the schools are there. So we need the coaches to do the work. Come on. Well, here's to lots more uh, conversations in uh, the coach support network and yep. on tennis and lock as well. And, and let's really get fired up to, to make this stuff happen Brilliant. um so online content and live sessions you know as we've touched on in depth really they've thrived they've thrived during lockdown 
What sort of role do you think, John, online content, live sessions are going to play moving forward when we're out of lockdown, when things are back to some sort of normality? Is that something with all this media work you've even had a chance to think about? <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, uh, tennisworks.net, which is our website, um, we, we're, we're soon to relaunch the site. Um, so I do apologise if anyone goes on it at the moment, but very soon the, the new site will come out. So we've been involved in, in we were the, one of the first companies to do tennis webinars back in 2010. And, um, you know, we've already had, I've had a lot of experience in terms of online um, coaching resources and things like that. But there is a big need for it. But as a support role, you cannot replace the, the feel, the contact, the being on the court, you know, the actual feel of it. You can't learn to play tennis um, the real game without being on a tennis court. I mean, that's a given. And that's where I, I much prefer to be there. But you can definitely use the content to help support other stuff. And this is where I think it's become very powerful because what we've done, um, soon as lockdown came the first time, I think we shut down. And then the day after we did a webinar to all our kids, we had 70 odd kids come to our webinar. And we talked about tactics, goal setting, um, lots of different things to do with technical analysis. And we had all that stuff and we were able to do a lot of powerful things there also to do with um, the psychology and also, uh, you know, how they, how they are in terms of like dealing with pressures, dealing with other people, adversity, um, you know, all that kind of stuff and, and how to try and make them better people. So we managed to do all this kind of classroom stuff in, during the periods of lockdown and it was so powerful to underpin what we do on the court and we don't spend enough time doing that because we're on the court so yeah. I think that actually the online learning will really support that the fitness as well I mean online fitness is brilliant if you can set programs and kids can do them in like half an hour at home it's only going to make them do a little bit more we talk about you know having to play more regularly and kids that come maybe once a week well maybe if they did something at home another time a week that will support it so i think that the online learning and stuff is is definitely here to stay it will get bigger um but i think that coaches need to use it as a tool to empower your kids or support your players um not as an alternative or a substitute because um i, I just don't it, I it, it, adds, it, work. it adds to the program doesn't it john because mm -hmm. you know yeah you play tennis on a court but the way that you play tennis, the tactics, the psychology, the, the understanding of the game, the patterns of play, the fitness, all these things which have a massive, massive impact mean that when you get onto that court, if we've taken advantage of these online things, you're going to be a better player on that court. Indeed. And, and, and that's it. That's the thing is, I think that you can support. And the other great thing is, what about those clubs, the three court clubs in the middle of nowhere with no indoor facilities? Absolutely teeming down with rain. Well, hello, you're online tonight. You're going to be, you know, get on your Zoom or whatever, and you're going to be doing these exercises or subscribe or go into this site. I want you to do these exercises. So you can now start to, to make sure that people don't miss stuff and and it, yeah it's so important i think it's, it's john i am that man on that three <laughs> court 
but three at the top, one at the bottom. <laughs> I've been there in that rain. I've become a weather forecaster. Yeah. I uh, study the weather. <laughs> do I call this off or not? Actually, having, you know, the fitness session, the technical session, the tactics session, um, I know Derbyshire at the moment are planning. We've got Ashley Broomhead up here, who's a really great yeah. coach, and he's going to do um, an analysis of the Australian Open finals, and we're going to watch with some of our juniors. Now, if you've got this kind of content in the bag, then yeah. yes, it's raining outside, but we don't have to cancel and do nothing. Yeah. Let's cancel and put tactics. You know, there's so many opportunities and that's been brought to life, hasn't it? I mean, Zoom's been around for years. Mm -hmm. but if you'd said it 18 months ago, how many people had used it? What, one, two, three percent of the population? What is yeah. it now? It's 80, it's 90. I don't know what the percent is. It's yeah. high, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And the other thing is, look, when we do our camps, when we do our summer camps and, and train and competition program camps, we do obviously training. So we do technical work. and We do tactical work, but we also do the physical work, which is fine. So you can do that in person. But we also do things on mindfulness. So we'll have an hour's like classroom where we'll be asking people certain situations and things like that and, and getting the kids to feedback. So effectively, what that's that classroom session is so easy to pick up and put online as well. So, you know, we found that very beneficial. Um, really good. And I'd recommend it. I mean, I, I, I tuned into it. You were very kind. You sent one of your, your videos that went to the squads out, I think, when we first chatted, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's great stuff. So, yeah, tennisworks.net. And, it, and it'll be relaunching quite sooner. Huh? Yep. Hopefully next month. Come on. Now then. So a couple of questions to finish, John. And, and just to say, you know, I've learned a lot chatting to you today. I've learned a lot chatting over the past few months. I've learned a lot in the coach support network in Tennis Unlocked. And I think that's the message for any coaches listening and take making the most of the school's opportunity is there's a network of people out there ready to help you. So, you know, do make the most of it. Um, but, but, Two questions we ask everyone to finish, John. Go for it. <laughs> if, you're, if you were put in charge of world tennis and, and there's one initiative which you're going to bring to the table to really make a change and unlock tennis for as many people or whatever it is that you want to do because you're in charge, what do you do? I make tennis part of the curriculum. Of I would make tennis a part of the curriculum. And, and I think that you the school's... There's schools everywhere. That's where all the kids are. That's where we've got to begin. It's the bottom of the pyramid. It's the widest part of the pyramid. So you make tennis a part of the curriculum um, and they have to use professionals to come in and deliver that. So be it. practically, this could be a problem, but the <laughs> teachers must be able to then be shown. But that's the other thing. They could copy my videos. Teachers have <laughs> my videos, watch it and just do it or put it on the screen now in, in the sports hall and everyone do it together. I mean, it's got to be on the curriculum. Um, uh, but then we're going to fight with other sports, but let's make tennis on the curriculum everywhere in the world. Mate, you're in charge, so you can do that. I think um, <laughs> I, I love that. It's just brilliant. You know, we've had a lot of guests and we've had a lot of perspectives on what they'd introduce and it covers from an elite level. And this is at the grassroots. This is about getting as many kids as we can playing tennis because it's on the curriculum. And, oh, I would love it. And what a problem to have around our area. We need 20 more coaches. Quick, train them. Yeah. Show John's videos. 
Yeah, and that's it, demand. It's, you know, if you get loads of people and then the clubs will thrive, they'll develop their facilities, they'll, all of this kind of stuff, this, the knock-on, but you've got to have the demand. So that's where we start. Let's unlock tennis. Come yeah. on. <laughs> and, and fi- finally, John, finally, um, if you could go for a drink with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, there's, do you know what? The people who who really really inspire me um, are, are people that I already actually connect with. There's a few that I have there. Um, one being, as I call him, Sir Keith Reynolds. That, that guy, I, I could I could talk to Keith all day every day. Um, but then I kind of like the idea. Uh, I'm an Evertonian, by the way. If you didn't know, <laughs> for most of, that's put everyone off now. But someone like the power of the mind of, say, someone like an Ancelotti, um, I would love to have uh, an evening meal, just sit or something, sit down and ask about, because there's just a cool collective understanding. It's about people. It's about how, you know, understand. And and things like that would be wonderful. So, you know, uh, yes. So, so Keith, I would chat to all day long, um, but someone like an Ancelotti would be awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, and if if it was to if it was to be anything like crazy, I mean, God, I, I'm just trying to think. I mean, someone like a Usain Bolt would be quite interesting to talk to as well. But uh, yeah, I think this what what a dinner party you're having here, John. So you've got Keith Reynolds, who yeah. was uh, <laughs> my journey, a legendary Derbyshire coach. You've got Carlo Ancelotti, a legendary Italian coach, and then you've got Usain sprinting on over. Yeah. What a party, eh? This is it. <laughs> we only need yeah, a few others like uh, Mick, yeah, Mick Jagger and a few others around. They'll be uh, rocking, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, John. Hey, well, listen, thank you so much to you for your time. Uh, just on a personal level, I feel like I've learned so much and, and I'm so excited. And uh, um, I've recently been in touch with, with Becky Furness, who's our, our school games organiser, and she's, she's been really positive and I can't wait to... Uh, get working in the schools around our way. And, and I know that, that that's something that, that will bring real benefits. So thanks so much for all your efforts on uh, oh, the you. school's work. Brilliant. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. And yeah, coaches, just get in touch, please. I mean, this, the more we get together, the, the better we will be. So yeah, good stuff. Keep it going. Keep the show going. Good work. Thanks, John. Take care. Cheers.